Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Boss Level. Directed by Joe Carnahan, Boss Level is the science fiction action film starring Frank Grillo and Mel Gibson. The movie is in cinemas now, but if you haven't watched Boss Level yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Thanks to Anarchy PR, uh, we've been given the an early chance to check out Boss Level. Uh, Luke, you have the plot. Trapped in a time loop that constantly repeats the day of his murder, former Special Forces agent Roy Pulver, played by Frank Grillo, uncovers clues about a secret government project that could unlock the mystery behind his untimely death. In a race against the clock, Pulver must hunt down Colonel Ventor, played by Mel Gibson, the powerful head of the government program, while outrunning skilled, ruthless assassins determined to keep him from the truth in order to break out of the loop, save his family, and live once again for tomorrow. Mate, once again, another time loop movie. We've seen them. Groundhog Day. Um, what else have we had? There's heaps. There's heaps. Um, Happy Edge of Tomorrow Edge of the tomorrow. obvious one. Um, there was a recent one with Andy Samberg, Palm Springs. Like, they're happening. And every time I watch one, I always go in thinking, oh, you know, sometimes these don't work. And then I watch it and I'm like, oh, wow. No, it worked. And it kept me engaged and it was an interesting take on it they're doing something different whether it's mixing up the genre here we're getting an action movie time loop film which to be honest i thought looked kind of shit <laughs> looking at the trailer i was like it doesn't look that great you know it looked like an action romp which would have yeah, entertaining elements but i figured i would go in and be like wow that was a bit of a stinker with this film I'd not read the synopsis. I'd seen no trailers. Oh, I'd so only seen nothing. the poster. I didn't even know it was going to be. So, so we you're got... right. Those comparisons that you've made to, <laughs> you know, the you know, sci-fi time travel movies. I was thinking as soon as this film started, shoot them up. You know that film with yeah, Clive okay, Owen yeah. a few years ago where that was shot like a video game. The upcoming movie, Free Guy, with Ryan Reynolds, yes. where he realises is a non-playable character in a video game. And like you, not necessarily from the trailer, because I didn't see the trailer, but the opening of the movie, and my immediate thought was, oh no, this looks bad. But you know <laughs> what? It didn't end up being bad. <laughs> it ended up being yeah. a lot of fun. But at first, I'm like, right, I don't think I've seen... Frank Grillo lead a movie before. We've seen him as Crossbones in Captain America. I've seen him pop up in smaller roles in things, but it's the first time that I've seen him headlining a film. Now, I did say I've not seen the trailer, but I, I was curious how to put the trailer together. So I did watch it after the movie, and it really does look as though it's selling you a Mel Gibson, Naomi <laughs> Watts movie that also features... Frank Grillo. It's just like that. What was that storm like? That storm heist movie. Um, you know the one with, oh, yeah. for, with the apartment. Uh, Force of nature. Force yeah, of yeah. nature. Mel, Go- Mel Gibson nature. on the poster. He's in the trailer, um, and he's in the movie for like fifteen minutes. I mean, we went through that but whole this, experience before. But this movie that, that it's again like 
based on that trailer, it does look as though it's going to be a Mel Gibson movie. Or it certainly, it gets top billing. Uh, but Frank Grillo, yeah, he, I mean, one, great hair. He's got great hair in this. He does. No, but you're right. Like, he's always sort of been like that supporting character or that, um, you know, that opposing force, a minor villain, not the major villain. I know he's done some, some like uh, major TV roles recently and stuff like that. Some, sometimes I can't, they're, they're slipping my mind because I haven't checked them out myself. But um, yeah, it looks like he's, you know, this project, this might uh, might be projecting projecting him into, into into his film career. If he can I would, lead I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so because he he really, he carries his film. Because again, like yeah. it's not Mel Gibson's film. Like it really... I mean, Mel really Gibson is in this film. movie quite a bit. Um, he is. And he's doing his part, you know, like he's, he's our villain kind of thing. But yeah, Frank Grillo is essentially, we're with Frank Grillo for the entire movie. All the time. There's, there's not the really more than, no more than 10 seconds passes at any moment where he's not on screen doing something. There might be a quick flash of like, you know, um, Naomi Watts doing something or uh, maybe Mel Gibson having a conversation or something like that. But then it, we're quickly back with Frank Grillo again doing stuff. Um, but, you know, with the with the start of this film um, and even with the title of the movie as well, Boss Level, the, the movie starts, there's like that, that arcade 80s type video game type uh you know sounds and uh music and all that kind of stuff the the fonts that they're using with the title cards and all the credits that are popping up i even though i'd seen the trailer and then started watching this movie i was thinking like you mentioned free guy that upcoming movie with ryan reynolds i was like is this like a wreck it ralph type thing where frank grillo is a video game character and that's why he keeps dying but he doesn't realize it and i was like is that what this is it isn't, but I yeah I had that feeling, and I was like, because they they were playing very heavily into the video game, definitely stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned we got early access to this movie, and it wasn't a case of going to the movies. We got to watch it at home on a screener, and I honestly thought it was my Wi-Fi when the movie started, and it was a bit pixelated. I thought it was just a quality <laughs> of my internet. I didn't realize. It was intentional, and then it, and then as soon as the movie started proper, oh good, <laughs> like it actually is a, <laughs> we're, a we're crisp in. picture. Uh, are you familiar with the director at all? Um, I I think he the director of the Grey. I think well, at least that's what that says on the poster. And he also did the A Team movie. Oh, both those okay. movies star Liam Neeson, and I thought it was very interesting and funny in this movie. They actually yes. have a joke at Liam Neeson's expense. And they got do, they give him a bit of a dig. In-house, all in-house, <laughs> tongue-in-cheek. And I've got to think, right? Neeson was busy. Otherwise, he could have been the boss. But instead, we got Mel Gibson. That would have been really... And, and do you think if, if Liam Neeson was, and, like, like was to play Mel Gibson's character... Do you think they still would have had the Liam Neeson joke? And would that have no. been even it funnier? Had, a, no, it would have been even funnier. I completely took it as them being playful. And again, the, oh, the directors worked with him on two occasions. Yeah. I just thought it was uh, it was funny that, you know, the action guy, the, the lead guy in this, he had a go at Neeson. Well, it was pretty fun. Honestly, I can't think of anything 
recent that Carnahan has done. Like again, you know, he did the grey, that was a big one for him, the reboot of the A team. But nothing else is coming coming to mind. So I, I mentioned that this movie was uh... We've got the time loop thing. Obviously, it is a, a an action film, and the, and the action's pretty, you know, it's pretty it's pretty consistent. There's, I mean, it's, it gets pretty violent, it gets pretty surreal. Um, obviously, we've got our team of assassins taking Frank Grillo's character out uh, multiple times, again and and again and again in many different ways, and then him eventually getting his revenge on them again and again in many different ways. Um, Tonally, they're allowed. They, they're able with the time loop stuff. They are able to sort of play into a bit of the comedy as well with it. There's lots of little jokes and kind of funny moments. Obviously, you've got characters not really understanding what's actually happening. Um, you know, like he'll Frank Rella's character. He'll like he'll he'll kill himself, and then like the goons will be like, "Well, that was weird." You know, like what the <laughs> hell? So, little jokes and stuff. I think tonally, they found a really sweet spot with this. They really. They really did. And you're talking about all the different takes on the action because often, I mean, it gets to the point when he's on like, you know, he's in the mid to late hundreds, how many times he's actually died. And a lot of the times we're seeing a different variation on the same kill. But having someone like Frank Grillo where he's able to play it different enough each time so it doesn't feel like you're just getting the same thing over and over. And you've got to think he's got a background in stunts. Like he must have from all the things that we've seen him do over the years. But they've really, you know, they've landed on the feet here having someone like him in the role because he's really able to do it all. He can be the tough guy. He can be funny. He's doing the stunts. Yeah, like in the moment, like the expressions that he's making, the realisation of certain moments. or um, And that combined, obviously, with um, his like narration and stuff as well, where sort of given a backstage pass to his thought process and what he's thinking and and it's just like i don't know i think they really they they really sold it to me that that's yeah, like too. like I, I get this character i get what he's struggling with um as funny as it is or as stressful or heartbreaking at the same time it, it's all yeah like i'm in there and with time loop movies you know like they always run that risk of you know if they if they focus too much on the repetitiveness if it's samey and samey and samey each time, it can be exactly that repetitive. Um, and I just feel like they really avoided it. You know, like you, you mentioned it. Um, how many times did we see him jump out of that building into that truck? You know, maybe yeah. like eight, nine, ten times. But each time was a little bit different. Um, sometimes it was just a quick cut to just remind you of it, but then move on, you know, like so they and don't dwell it. on it. Yeah, a a lesser movie, maybe even just run the same clip or a variation of that clip, where we're getting something different each time. You know, we probably should speak about the cast. And I'm not talking about, you know, we've mentioned Frank a few times, Bella Gibson, Naomi Watts, Michelle Yao, she's in here for a little bit. She kind of comes and goes. She, you know, teaches him how to use a sword. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's Her name is on the poster, Michelle, yeah. though, isn't it? Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. And she's on the poster. They want you to know that she's in this movie. But I wanted to talk about the comedic actors that just pop up in this movie. Yeah. Ken Jeong, that's fine. He's in the bar or the diner. You know, he's there. Was it a bar or a diner? I can't remember. But he's there. He's behind the counter. <laughs> I think it's the drinks. Bar. I think it's a bar. Okay, let's say bar, and um, and you know he's fine. You know, you know he's always funny and he's doing his thing there. 
but there's other comedy actors that pop up and one in particular and i find it's so strange that he's doing this and i'm not quite sure the pronunciation of his surname but it's will sasso and he plays mel gibson's number one henchman yeah he's the big guy with a beard and normally he's just a big comedic guy he was in that three stooges remake a few years ago and he's the big guy that does the pratfalls I mean, he's still he's still bringing a lot of the comedy and just very I mean, subtle. He is, and he's big and menacing. But it's, it's I always find it strange when when you have movies of this scale. So it's not quite your big budget action movie. So it's it's a bit more down the line than that. Still good quality and good value, but you often do have actors like this just popping up in strange roles. Yeah, and straight away I thought it was him, but I literally had to look it up just to double check. Just to confirm it was him. Yeah, it was like, I kept I, talking myself out of it. It's like I recognized him, but then I, I was like, I couldn't pick where it was from, kind of thing. But I, rem- I, I just, I, I was like, I know he's, I know he's a he's a comedic actor. I know he has a like a comedy background, and and that's exactly where he's from, like Three Stooges and stuff like that. Um, he has a lot of funny scenes, but he's still still giving a very intimidating performance and interaction with the other characters, and like he's a he's a like he's a big bloke. So he's yeah, a and again, to be reckoned he plays, with. He plays it well. He's not miscast, but if it was a bigger action movie, he's not there. Nah, it'd be someone else, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. He's not that person, but these, like this level of action movie, you do seem to get actors like him just popping up. And, you know, it, it does work. It does. It's just a little bit strange. <laughs> I was surprised how... Um... How little screen time Naomi Watts actually um, got in here, and uh, you know, after the first sort of her first like major scene uh, near the start of the movie, I kind of thought we weren't going to see her again. Like I really thought she was done. I was like, okay, well that's a that's a day's work for, her. and 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 yeah, but she does. If come only, back. if only the, there was a time loop. <laughs> yes, no, I but, could potentially bring her back. No, but the, <laughs> Many the, the, what they what they laid out was that you know she was kind of done in not to appear on that day that was being looped kind of thing, but uh, the movie proved that wrong. Um, so we do see her again, so she does play a little bit more. But yeah, no, I just expected that she would have a, a bigger role, but that's okay when she was on screen. Um, I'm a big fan of her. Um, always happy to see her doing what she's doing, and uh, another strong performance as well from her. Yeah, no, she's um, she's good. So she is the ex-wife of Roy Pulver, and what we find out is that you know, so he's you know, ex, what was he, like ex-military or special forces, and he'd not really had too much time with his son, and it's something that you know he spends a lot of time thinking about, and as well as all the action and death and everything else. This film is about a father and son reconnecting and eventually a family once again becoming whole. So, you know, it's got all that murder and mayhem, but it's also got heart. And it's, you know, the bit where he's, you know, he's with his ex and he's he's talking about, you know, all the things that his son likes and dislikes and then the light bulb goes off for her. Like, wow, you're really, you know, taking an interest in your son. And yeah, it was good. It was, and again... Frank Grillo is doing it all. Yeah. He's doing it all in his no, I mean, the, those scenes with, um, you know, like with the son, you know, on the on the park bench and 
you know, the world's coming to an end multiple times. And, you know, he's talking about um, that, like, you know, we've gone through this about 12 times now and, you know, I'll, I'll do this many more times because it's just so wonderful. And it's just like, oh, it's touching. It is quite, you know, like they, yeah, they go is. to a they go to a pretty tender spot there in the film. So, you know, I appreciate that. They're not mucking around. Should we talk about the ending or? Yeah, well, the movie leaves it. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I, um, I went back and watched it a couple of times. You know, I've been access at home. I thought I'll do that. Just go back and just see it a couple of times. And, yeah, the movie kind of kind of just ends. I mean, there's one chance that he can save everybody. And maybe it won't work. But if he doesn't try, then it's all over anyway. And he goes to do his thing and the movie the movie ends. Maybe he succeeds. Maybe he doesn't. I like that. I I do as well. Like normally when a movie ends like that, I'm like, I'm, I'm screaming, I'm throwing stuff at my television screen. Um, but no, I think this was the way to do it. It's sort of like, yeah, leave it up to very ambiguous. Maybe there's a bit of hope there. Maybe it's all good. Either way, I think there was a happy ending whether he made it and the world survived or the world survived and he didn't make it. I think, I don't know. We will never know, but that's what's kind maybe, of, uh, cool about it. Maybe we will, if successful enough, we'll get boss levels or boss levels, <laughs> bigger boss level. I don't know. Whatever the difference. <laughs> yeah. The name of the sequel, bigger boss there's, level. <laughs> there's someone more qualified than me to, to title. <laughs> or, or to name that's like a movie but who who knows who knows and maybe big liam will be in that next one <laughs> liam neeson is is the actual boss, <laughs> the true boss yeah, princess is in another boss. castle like it's <laughs> uh all right but yeah but the ending the ending we get though yeah i'm i'm happy with with the ending so before we actually give our rating though like i I was curious about this movie again, like, you know, first watching it and then looking into it afterwards. Like, do you know that, yes, here in Australia, it's a theatrical movie, but in the US, it's a Hulu movie made available on their streaming service. Right. Not theatrical. Sure. And Hulu is now affiliated with Disney Plus. Am I not? Well, it's affiliated with Disney, but how we're getting Hulu content in Australia and and elsewhere in the world internationally, it's been repackaged as Star content, Star Original, which is you know the new imprint of Disney Plus for like mature content. Yeah. So, so we potentially of, could have gotten this on Disney Plus, maybe, but potentially I'm guessing get, because yeah. we we have theaters open and we have the ability to go to to cinemas, even though we did watch a uh, you know a, 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 an approved screening of this film um, at home. Um, yeah, I think they obviously just for our market, it's at the but cinemas. Even, go to the cinemas. It, it is. But even looking at how we've got it available, Hulu's not mentioned anywhere. But if you look at the US promotional material and the posters, the trailers, Hulu is all over there. Right, okay. So a lot of a lot of Hulu content that we now have as part of well, we yeah, we now have it as part of Star. Like lots of like Hulu shows like Hellstrom, uh, Solo Opposites, there's other examples. Here in Australia, they're Star Originals. 
Right, okay. It's I suppose all of that comes down to just marketing within the territory that um, it's being distributed in. So that's, uh, but yeah, probably. A- but I just thought it was interesting anyway. So yeah, so they, they got it as a streaming service original, but here in Australia and maybe the UK and elsewhere, it's actually getting a theatrical release. Right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up then with our... I always say wrap up. We're not wrapping up yet. But let's uh, move on to our rating. Then uh, you can go first. And uh, out of five, as we always do. Okay. So again, this movie opened and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> One hour 40. Oh, no. This is going to be a long ride. Um, and it really wasn't. Like this, well, this movie was a breeze. Like it flowed really well. And, it, and even though we keep going back to a fixed point, like it didn't feel like the movie was dragging at all. And and the concerns that I had in the beginning just fell by the wayside very early on. This this is a silly movie, <laughs> but not in a bad way. This is a big, fun, silly movie. And um, I think some of the times the effects are a little bit off, but then you can really just lean into the video game style that they're going for here. Um, Frank Grillo in the lead. He's a lot of fun, carries the movie. Good performances, you know, bit part players like Naomi Watts coming in and out, but again, all giving good performances. This movie's just a good time. I'm going to come in a little bit higher than I was going to, but, you know, I'm going to come in at a at a four. At a four out of five. For the longest time, I was thinking more 3.5, but just the fun that I had watching it is just going to bump it up for me. So four to five. Yeah, man, look, I did pretty much agree with everything you just said. Um, tonally and, uh, you know, just the vibes you get from this movie, the entertainment value is, is there. Like like you, I, uh, you know, the opening sequence, I was like, okay, well, this is bonkers and a bit silly and I don't know how I feel about this. But then, you know, the movie tracked on and it just, uh, yeah, it just fell into what it was and it just really worked. Um, lots of elements just came together. I'm, I'm, I'm coming with you, man. Four out of five for me as well. All right, now to actually wrap up, I've got a bit of trivia to go along with it. Um, couldn't really find much out there, but um, here we've got uh, director Joe Carnahan. So he's actually been trying to make this movie for years. Um, there was a script that was written in 2010 um, and 20th Century Fox was attached uh, by 2012. However, Fox decided to not move forward with the project, uh, reportedly uh, disagreeing with uh, Carnahan's choice to cast Frank Grillo as the star. They probably wanted more of a Liam Neeson, I'm guessing. Um, Or Ryan Reynolds, who they got for Free Guy. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Um, But the real trivia here is that at the time, the film was originally called Continue, which I guess is another video game trope. Yeah, this is boss levels better. (laughs) Boss level works. It's a pretty boss. It's better than Continue. Cool. I mean, either one works. I, think. I mean, I tried. I tried to give a title to the sequel, so I'm not the best person to ask, to be honest. But maybe the yeah, maybe, maybe the sequel could be boss level continue. Yeah, that'd, yeah. that'd yeah, bring that back. Yeah. there we go. Yeah, why not? Kind of him. There you go. Send us royalties for that because, yep. You know what? I've already given my rating of four. But if I'd have known that beforehand, I'd have just liked the movie even more. The fact that Carnahan wanted to cast Grillo in it all the way back. Really just, 
yeah, and we just stuck to his convictions there. Because we're talking about how he hasn't been a leading man. Yeah. But again, you know, the director saw something in his guns and because he really this film, he really does carry this film. And yeah, so hopefully we get to see see more of him. You know, speaking of seeing more of him though, I would I generally didn't realise how in shape this guy is. Insane. Like when uh, you see him in this movie. Yeah. Oh, how in shape yeah, he is. In, yeah, he's like he's really good shape. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe we can talk about that on a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah. The body and fitness of Frank Grillo. <laughs> yeah. It's its own show. It's it's a, yeah, it's been on podcast. Spin-off. That's it. Uh, well, that's it for our review of Boss Level uh, with a little bit of Frank Grillo uh, body admiring as well thrown in. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's New Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmsnewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent Valentine's Day special. Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at Superman 3 and rewind and review of an upcoming episode revisiting Coming to America from 1988. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from That Film Stew. See you soon. Let's just keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing else to add. That's... that's... <laughs>